Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, the Chicago Bulls sing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're lucky enough to be watching on YouTube, and if you're not, head on over, make sure you hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. Because we do enjoy the comments. Yes, we do. I'm, I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm um, okay. Uh, not too bad. Running around like a, an idiot again today, as usual. Um, I've got to go to work straight after this, so we won't be able to run over too long tonight anyway. Yeah, uh, well, we'll get straight into it. Obviously, last episode was uh, we put out just before the Celtics game last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed to start the week off um, as we expected it. Um, the week did culminate in... Um, me getting back to 500 in fantasy league after beating you. Just yeah, yeah, put that yeah. one out there. <laughs> we said we said we'd move on quickly. We'd move on. <laughs> so yeah, Celtics. Um, obviously, as expected, we lost and we lost drastically. Mm. One twenty-four ninety-seven. Obviously, Celtics had to get that twenty-three point buffer, whatever it was. Uh, led to all that between Billy and um, Celtics coach. His name's escaped me. Is it Joe Mazzula? Mazzula, Mazzula. Yeah. Um, obviously, Zach left that game in the third period, third quarter as well. Um, and we haven't seen him since. But, mm-hmm. yeah, in-season tournament, well and truly done for Bulls, obviously. What was your quick thoughts on it? On the tournament or on that game? No, I'm not bothered about the game. Just, okay. Yeah. On the tournament? <laughs> Um, I think it's a seed. I think it is um, something that's going to grow into something that we eventually learn to appreciate and enjoy. Um, So far, considering it was their first go at it and it's a complete change of format than what we're used to in the NBA, I don't think it's gone too badly. I don't really like the point differential thing. I know there's mixed feelings on it. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. Personally, I don't like it. Um, I just think it, it means that players are going to overplay to the point of you know the possibility of injury um and also it can kind of get a bit ugly and scrappy and and one-sided like that game got you know where players and, and coaches aren't particularly pleasant to one another and i just don't like that side of it it, it, it feels a little bit too much football-y uh, or soccer um and uh, i know that's kind of what they've modeled it on but um it, it kind of felt a little bit too much and a little bit not enough basketball and NBA for my liking. Um, I know I've discussed this with you and I've even said it in our fantasy chat. Uh, something that Stacey King said on the, on the live um, game was what about making it like the college games where, you know, you score by quarter. So for every quarter that you win, it all becomes accumulative and whoever's got the most gives you the higher seedings. Um, I prefer that kind of a format or that kind of a model than the one they're currently running. But in general, I, I think I'm going to end up quite liking this in-season tournament as it moves forward. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the courts. I've said that all along, yeah. especially the Bulls one. Um, as a whole, not a big fan. But I think it would be like, the I've said it before, I think uh, it would be like the playing where until you're a part of it, you don't really appreciate it and to me them first four games at Bulls I mean obviously 0-4 anyway you know we can't appreciate this this new knockout part of it 
mm. that we're obviously this week having because we're not part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good for the likes of the Pacers fans. I know they're massively excited by it. Same with Pelicans. They've got something to actually play for. Um, what I don't want to see though is the likes of Lakers winning it and it going towards the oh, LeBron's the goat because he's the first player to win it and all that crap because it's it's a nothing thing. And it, as for the is. trophies, participation trophies. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. I was gonna ask you about the trophies if you didn't mention it and, and the awards. <laughs> um but like just to quickly just give my tuppence worth on the the GOAT debate. I think it's null and void anyway because it's not yeah. like it was available to the likes of Kobe or Jordan or Magic or Bird. It wasn't available to those players yeah. back then, so therefore it can't be part of the conversation as far as I'm concerned. And and do you honestly think for one second that if the in-season tournament existed in the 90s when the Bulls had the dynasty, that they wouldn't have won that as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, as for having an MVP <laughs> and having all these individual awards, the medals and the trophies and everything like that, I mean, look, obviously it has to have something. We know about this five hundred thousand dollar trophy prize for each player. Um, there has to be a trophy at the end of it. The medals thing again—it seems a little bit too Olympic-y, football-y yeah. type for my liking. Um, and as for an MVP of the in-season tournament or a standout—was it standout team? Isn't that the other one? Yeah, they've got um, a ball trophy, aren't they? That I like the trophy. The trophy's nice, yeah. but. Um, I don't I don't really see the need for it really and I don't want to start watering down uh, how important it is to win the MVP of the regular season and how important it is to win the MVP of the playoffs um or the finals should I say by adding more and more MVP trophies I don't think I think we have enough of those I don't think there's a need for that um I think it should be enough with the the prize money and the final trophy in the end of it, and that should be the end of it but... yeah yeah, there's already too many awards as it is, so yeah, we don't need any more. Like I say, participation trophies. They might as well give out the trophy to every player for playing in the regular season. Well done, you made it to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, moving on. Like I say, I don't want to talk about the Celtics game because it was depressing and we're on a, we're on a bit of a high, like most of Bulls Nation at the minute. Because we've got yeah. two, as it says on my little thing, Two feel-good dubs, you know, because to me that's that's all they are. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't erase what's happened previous. No. And what are we now? Seven and fourteen. You know, we've got a long way to go, but it gave a little bit of hope that there is potential for development, life after Zach. Um, so yeah. Obviously, last week we faced Bucks, uh, went to overtime, ended up winning 120-113. And in that game, no Zach, no Demar. Uh, and before the game, I said to you, this is probably the game I'm most excited about all season. Yeah. When I saw that lineup, Because it meant we had to see something different. We had to see other players step up. We had to see Billy change the rotations. Yeah, slightly, no choice. I mean, it didn't change much, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah. you know, um, and yeah, obviously, the big thing of the game was 
Caruso's tying three-pointer to send it to overtime. Um, I thought there was solid defence through the game, uh, yeah. especially on, on Yanis. I mean, you don't stop Yanis, you only ever slow him down. You've got to stop everybody else, which we stopped Dame from doing Dame things. Um, obviously, Vooch kind of took control of the game, didn't he? Uh, yeah. He did. You know, I, I haven't got his stats wrote down, but it was like was it twenty six points or whatever it was he got and all that. Um, couple of players that stood out to me in the game and probably yeah we saw the the big dunks from P Will and stuff like that. But also I was talking to you about it the other day the Kobe sort of IQ play. Yes, where he kind of got caught in the air. Sort of, I don't know if he went to pass it or what he did, but it sort of bounced down and he kind of stood over it, knowing that he couldn't touch it because he'd have got done for a double dribble or whatever they'd have called. Waited for Dame to grab it and then he took it back off him. And did it result in Vooch getting a bucket or I think at the end of it? Um, so there was that. And the play of the game for me, or the one that got me the most excited, was the IO diving oh, yeah. save. Obviously, led, ended up leading to a, a Kobe 3, didn't it? So. It did. And 29 points for Vucevic. Sorry, I just pulled it up here. Yeah, that, that IO save, I mean, I think I said it to you both during and after the game as well, was for me, that was the pivotal point of the game. I know it was practically at the end of the game, but it still, it was, it was that that swung it in Chicago's favour. And from that point, it mm. always felt like the Bulls kind of had the winning of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Io's since come out and said that, you know, he used to play in goal in soccer and a little bit of that came. But when you look at it, you can see the form. It is like a goalkeeper from yeah. soccer, the way he's diving. And the way he pushed it as well, didn't he? Yeah. It, it just, for me, it was the first time I really twigged that Io has a pretty high basketball IQ. I mean, that took a, a, a momentary decision that was incredibly decisive um and it really did swing the ball and and the way it ended up playing into a three-point shot as well by kobe it it just really swung it and and like i say it for me that was the moment of the game as well yeah and the thing is for me what's stood out about it is in the previous games whether it was i or there or zach or whoever it happened to be that wouldn't have happened no but in this books game they seem to just Everybody up to the game and the the heart hustle muscle side of it was there to see from pretty yeah. much everybody on the court because it had to be. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything on the game before we sort of mention the player of the game. Uh, no, just it was the first time I'd enjoyed a Bulls game this season. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, player of the game went to Io, and it yeah. wasn't just for that save. Uh, he's been solid the last few games, really. Um, he's the way he's getting out on the fast break is just it, it's becoming a bit of a joy to watch as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. because he's actually hitting the layups rather than going too far for himself. Exactly. I think he's been solid defensively. Um, and we did get a few comments of why not Vooch on the for the player of the game. 
And it's like we've always said, because we're watching the game. I don't look at the box score until usually the day after mm-hmm. or when Bulls actually start tweeting out players' stat lines themselves or whatever. Um, I only look at the box score for that player when I'm trying to do the graphic. Yeah. You know, so I know it was, was it 14.6 rebounds, six assists or something like that in the game? 14.6 rebounds, six assists, three steals. And he yeah. was one of three from three-point range and six of eight from the field. Yeah. And it just kind of felt that we wouldn't have won that game without him. You know, yeah, Vooch, credit Vooch, he, he took over 29 points and whatever else he got. To us, it was Io that kind of stood out, you know, and Caruso gets a lot of the cre- credit for the game mm-hmm. tie in three. But Kobe was solid through it as well, you know, yeah. when we needed him. So, yeah, don't know if you've got anything else on that. It was one of them games where you could have thrown a dart at the roster and, and any one of them could have been bull of the game, to be yeah. honest. Um, it was just, for me, and you said it wasn't because of that diving save from Io that, that swung your decision. For me, it was what swung my decision for Io, um, because it was that compounded with the, the rest of his play for the game. Yeah, but it was so hard to choose which player was going to do it. That was for me. I mean, it was either going to be that or the Caruso tie in three, um, yeah. and you know, for Caruso to hit the three was fantastic. But I've seen that for years by loads of players. It's always exciting, but it's it's what I saw from Io was different. It was pure mm. hustle, and I loved it. And yeah. I love hustle. And I mean, obviously, credit to AC for hitting that three as well. Oh, without F- that, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have won the game. Same F- as his one against Raptors, you know. So, mm. like you say, we've seen it, and mm. yeah, it's exciting. Praise him. Move on. So, obviously, at the weekend we faced Pelicans, and Demar was back for this one, and we come out 124, 118 winners. Uh, story of the game is Kobe. Yes, um, which we're going to get into in a little bit. So, what we'll talk too much about him? Uh, Damar taking a bit of a backseat, mm-hmm. but still managing to put up twenty-four points and ten assists. And it's like I said in the, the conversation. I think it was with you or somebody else. It was the ten assists that stood out. Mm-hmm. But what stood out more was when the ball was starting to move around. It was Damar that started that. And I think there was actually a point where Demar actually went and stood in the corner. I think he actually hit a three as well um, on the back of it. So, you know, we've kind of seen these games without Zach, but this isn't life after Zach because obviously the roster will change again when mm-hmm. Zach's traded and you've got to fit new players in. But if we can see more of this Demar, you know, we know that Demar can put up 25, 30 points, easy. But in the past, when he's done it, it's because he's had to. Yeah. And there were times where he went a little bit ISO, the shots weren't falling for somebody else, so he t- kind of takes it over. But I enjoyed Demar's game in this one, and hopefully we see it again. Um, play-wise, two that stood out for me was Kobe taking that charge off Zion. Oh, yes. It looked like he'd been hit by a freight train when he got up and he was holding his chair. I think, like, pretty much every rib had probably cracked. And... I think but... if you asked him to do it again a few minutes later, he might have thought twice about it. <laughs> um, 
And then Kobe later on in the game as well with that um, lob to P. Will. Yeah. You know, and credit Vooch, I don't think he had a very good game, but he was the one that initially saved the ball. I mean, all right, he flicked it to Herb Jones, who couldn't control it to get it fell to Kobe, but. But still, it it was like something we don't normally see out of Vooch, which was he was hustling. I mean, he he was kind of moving off the sideline to reach a ball to bring yeah. it in back into play, which I, I I can't remember really seeing anything like that out of Vooch. Well, see, you, you could have just stopped at moving, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, true. Especially <laughs> this season. I mean, <laughs> he's playing with lead shoes, I think. Yeah. But no, I enjoyed that play. And another one that kind of stood out and probably would have got my play of the game was the Julian Phillips. I know we didn't see that much of him, but the way he got that steal mm-hmm. at one end and he kind of he put his hand in and it did it go to Caruso? Yeah. And you could see him kind of look at it and think, if I lunge for it again, I'm going to get a foul here. So he just left it, let Caruso get it. And by the time Caruso had it, he was gone, wasn't he? Oh, he was and then, well gone. You know. <laughs> like a gazelle. <laughs> and I mean, we've seen a little bit of Phillips these last couple of games. Um, you know, sort of early minutes as well, at any, and then yeah, kind of sits the rest of the minutes, game. Yeah. But I've been impressed with what I've seen. I've seen a few comments saying where he looks, he looks lost. He's not, not ready. But I think he's decisive in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, if they pass the ball to him. He's usually in a good position to start with, and he knows what he's going to do before the ball's even there. Which, yeah. whether it's shoot it, he might not hit the shot, but drive it or pass it back out. Um, so yeah, for me that was obviously like I say, I'm trying not get into the uh, Carolina boys too much. Uh, anything from that game for you? That I mentioned what about the Carolina boys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, just more of the same. And, and that was what was really, really encouraging. And I think that's why a lot of Bulls Nation now have kind of gone into overdrive and finally beginning to feel that little bit of hope and bit of excitement now moving forward, which we have been completely devoid of this season. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the whole like, well, what's going to happen now after that last game? And, and the young guys paid really well. What's going to happen when you bring DeMar back into it? Is it going to fall apart? Is it going to go back to the way it was? And, and, it, and it didn't. And like you say, that's par- partly because... DeMar kind of became San Antonio DeMar and was more facilitating and more playing to the tempo of the rest of the team instead of trying to control the tempo so he could go ISO. And it it was really encouraging to see that because that could potentially be the future of the way the team plays. And if that's the way that DeMar can fit into that culture, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, going back to the, I think it was the Bucks game where there's that picture of the P. Will dunk and mm-hmm. you see Zach in the background, which, um, yeah, <laughs> where he's not smiling. But to me, it looks like he's either just come out of a smile or he's doing, he actually looks like he's doing that same look he does for like on media day, that sort of smouldering, pouty sort of yeah. posing. That's how it looked to me. Um, but obviously everyone's looked at it and gone, oh, you look at Demar, he looks like a proud dad wanting to join in the celebrations and you look at Zach. But then I showed you the videos, didn't I, of Zach being on the court, yeah. you know, whooping and celebrating and hugging and dabbing him up and yeah, you know, and like you say, 
after that Bucks game, nobody wanted Demar back in the team. After the Pelicans game, everyone's saying that Demar can work with this team. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know, I mean, to, I, what I would say is it, it's kind of people need to temper their expectations. Yeah, a little bit. You know, this. I mean, I've sarcastically said it in the chat. This isn't a new big three, which we're going to get into in a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been fun for these two games, but we need to see it more because the, th- the three players involved, Kobe, P. Will, and Ayo, are known for not being consistent. Mm-hmm. So once we see that consistency from them, then you can kind of get excited, I think. Yeah, I agree. But, go on. But yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to go into the the big three. <laughs> the new big three. <laughs> the young bulls with the Carolina yeah. boys plus Ayo. I think, I think the excitement levels that are there over the last two games, I, I, I'm, I'm all there for them. I'm loving it. I'm really getting to enjoy watching the Bulls play again over the last two games. And, and that is something that was beginning to fade and fizzle away. So I'm glad to have that back. And as, as all of Bulls nation are, and I'm not telling everybody to, to pump the brakes too much, but it's a two game sample size. <laughs> so let's just wait and see. That's all I'm saying. Um, if the next couple of games go the same kind of way, which they could very well do, considering the opposition that we have, then you're going to start building not so much a culture, but a confidence in these young guys. Mm. And when you have confidence and talent and it's working, that kind of tends to create momentum and that rolls them. And then you can start maybe bringing that into some of the bigger games against the bigger, bigger teams. And, who knows where it goes then? But at the moment, it's a little bit early doors for my liking to start getting carried away. Yeah, I mean, just nipping back to the Pelicans game quickly, obviously something we did bring out at the end of it, which was a new thing we kind of just thought up randomly in the fourth quarter, didn't we? <laughs> the uh, four stars of Chicago, yes. obviously paying homage to the flag with the, the four stars. Yeah. Um, for that game, obviously, Kobe was the star or the bull of the game. Uh, we went P-Will second, mm-hmm. Io third, and Tory Craig fourth, I think, wasn't it? Or yeah. it might have been the other way around, I can't remember now. Uh, again, DeMar could quite easily have got into it. Uh, Drummond, I think he's been solid lately. He could yes. have quite easily got in it. Um, yeah, it's just something that we, we thought we'd throw out there. And to be fair, it went down quite well, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, it could be something. Um, if, well, if we keep winning, it could be something we can move forward. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's, it's only going to happen if we win because <laughs> once we lose, I just want to switch off. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So the Carolina boys, um, obviously, like you've just said, it, they've both been different levels of good the last mm-hmm. few games. You know, obviously, Kobe, you know, it's people as kind of now say, oh, is he going to be an all-star? It's, it's, it's like, no. You know, I, mean, I love Kobe. Um, you know, I was on the Kobe train last year. Yeah, I did say I didn't want to see him in the starting lineup. 
purely because I thought he was better off the bench. You know, hands up. And I want to see him start him. Yeah. Um, I he's still a... don't think he's the point guard. Um, but if we're going to move Zach, which we are, I think he kind of is a decent enough replacement for Zach without having to sort of worry about filling that off ball guard sort of. Well, do, do you know? Do you know the ironic thing is right? You know, I've been banging on about a true point guard, and and especially when we were getting Lonzo, that was my big push for him when we, when he was coming in. Was you know he's a true point. We needed to see a true point with Zach because Zach needs a true point guard in order for him to be his best version of himself. I think, and I still think that. And the fact that we haven't had a true point since Lonzo went down has completely shown that, and and really highlighted that even more so. But if we play like this, if we play like we've been playing over the last couple of games with tempo and pace and pushing the ball and passing the ball, moving it around the way we have, you don't need a true point guard because the ball's never in one person's hand to control the game as much as they would with Zach and Damar playing the way they were for the first, what, 20 games of the season. So in my opinion, a combo guard like Kobe, who's shooting the way he's shooting at the moment, is enough in this iteration of the Bulls. And as we know, it's more than likely that Zach is going to be going. So I think that alleviates the need of a true point guard more so than it was staying. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Kobe's on this current, you know, hitting three three pointers in his last is it eight games now. Mm-hmm. The sort of longest streak in the NBA or something at the minute, and is I think the last is it four games? Is it some like fifty percent on his threes as well? Yeah, it's just over fifty percent. Yeah, and he's obviously accredited Peter Patton with it mm-hmm. as well, which you know people were saying that they wanted to see Dalen develop under him, and obviously Julian Phillips develop under him, but. Casey Johnson's actually put a video out today where he's working with Vooch. Mm. And, uh, yeah. He's keep working <laughs> um, with Vooch if that video... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit three of seven wide-open, uncontested threes. <laughs> but, yeah, keep do- keep doing it, Vooch. Um, you know, and... The, is he, what, year five now for Kobe? Year mm-hmm. four for P-Will? If Peter Patton is what are we now two months into the season however many months into his sort of uh contract with the bulls if it's already having an effect on the likes of kobe and just having that shooting guard there i dare say it's had an effect on caruso as well because he looks a lot better from three yeah yeah you know and it's not going to have an effect on every player because some players just they won't change the game I remember watching one of them all access and he was talking to Zach and it seemed a bit banterish but when you think about it now Zach kind of was saying I know what I'm meant to do I know where I'm meant to be and it was like yeah, but he's trying to tell you what to do do you know what I mean and, and yeah you can take it how you want to take it now but if Kobe's going to be that sponge and take on board what he's saying this could just be the start for kobe now mm. do, do you know what i mean 
you know, and same with P. Will. Finally, having somebody that is going to develop his get off. So we know with P. Will, you've got to bring that that mental side out of him. But yeah, these last few games, that mental side seems to have come out of him a little bit mm-hmm. because he's a lot more aggressive to the rim. He's cutting a lot more. Yeah, he is. You know, his three point shot seems to be back a little bit. You know, I've been able to say say it, Neil, a couple of times. Oh, yeah, I've been firing rainbows all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, I mean, I sort of said to you, uh, I think maybe pre-season or before the season, whatever it was, is it time to actually, uh, maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but is it time to start building around Kobe? You know, because he's starting to become a leader. And then he had that chat with... I think it was Will Gottlieb that put the video out where mm. he said he feels like he's becoming a bit of a leader in the locker room. So is this the direction now that you want to see Bulls going? Where we use these new big three. We have Demar as that mentor, backseat, San Antonio Demar. Vooch just is there. Um and obviously, a lot of it does need the bench players to step up, as they have done yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and to answer your question, I kind of do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm all on for building around the younger guys, developing the younger guys. And with the way this has suddenly flipped and turned the corner and not, I'm not saying that it's not going to be hassle free and there's not going to be another slump or another problem or, or it might collapse for a little while again. But the fact that there's promise being shown now, shall we say? Yeah. Build on that now because what we had wasn't working. What we, had, we tried it for long enough. It's not like uh, enough continuity wasn't put into it to make it work it just wasn't happening for whatever reason and we may never know what that reason is or was but something just wasn't clicking wasn't working and the last two games it's felt like something has clicked something has worked like i say we may never put our finger on exactly what that is i'm sure zach essentially is going to become the scapegoat whether that's right or wrong we'll never know really i suppose but it'll probably still happen to him anyway. Uh, he may be better off just having right foot soreness until he leaves the balls, to be honest, uh, for his own mentality. But, um, you know, I said, I said that tongue in cheek too, just in case <laughs> <laughs> anybody wants to start, <laughs> start shouting abuse at me. But um, no, I do, I do think that, um, that this is what now I'm not saying these are the new core three or this is, you know, but Sorry. with the bits that we have, which are, few and far between really and the young core of this team it's given me hope again it's only a snippet of hope but it's hope Mm. let's just see what we can do with this team and hopefully we do okay for the remainder of the season but not okay that we end up stuck firmly in mediocrity once again that we don't quite make it to the playoffs but we're not quite low enough to get a decent draft pick you know, pick a lane. I don't mind which lane it is, but don't go down the middle and we'll see how it pans out. But um, what I'm kind of concerned about with having such a young core that are only just beginning to find their feet is that we hemorrhage all of our vets in order to get picks and pieces back. 
because I think it's essential for this team to have one or two players at least to lean into that can guide them and and nurture them and help them to grow into the bulls of the future. And obviously that's not going to be Zach by the looks of things, but I think DeMar is a great mentor once he's not trying to be the centre of the team like he, he has played in the last game. And I know I, I get the argument that's out there to get rid of Caruso. I understand it fully, but I don't want him to go because I think whatever he brings you on the court is massive, as we know, and it's even more this season than we've ever seen before out of him. It's massive what he brings, but it's for me, it's what he brings off the court. And for this young team to have someone like Alex Caruso, who is like a secondary coach and a, and a mentor for these players, I think is massive. And I, I know you can get pieces back from him right now because his value is incredibly high and, and there's interest for him. But I'd be reluctant to jump into that. I'm not saying it's not what they should do and I'm not saying that's not what will happen. What I'm saying is I'd, I'd think carefully about it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of led me into a bit of a thing there. Obviously, it come out, was it last week, that uh, AK wants to see what this team looks like post-Zach yeah. trade. Um, and, yeah, to me, if, if that's the route he wants to go down, it changes what you want back for Zach as well. They've yeah. said they want a young piece. Why do we want to add another young piece to this team? To me, if, if you're going to go in that direction of wanting to see how Kobe, P-Will, Ayo, you know, even down to Julian Phillips develop, you don't want to add a young piece into that. Like you just said, you want to add veterans. You know, mm -hmm. they don't have to be star veterans. Absolutely not. It could be somebody as simple like Harrison Barnes, for example. You know what I mean? Just somebody who can be out there, do a job, do the job that's required, but like you say, somebody that the younger players can sort of lean on a little bit, mm -hmm. and it kind of still leaves Demar there to to be Demar. Do you know what I mean? And maybe makes Demar feel a little bit better as well, having other solid veteran presence. That right, Kobe's not quite feeling it. I'll I'll get the ball to you, or mm -hmm. you know, P Will's not quite feeling it. I'll get the ball to you and. It's like we said with Julian Phillips, we've got to allow these young players to play through mistakes. Absolutely. Because like it's the, this, these two games, brilliant. Loved them. But it is a very small sample size. Mm -hmm. What's to say when we go out against Hornets tomorrow that they don't go out there and we go back to zero points from P-Will? You know, turnover after turnover from Kobe. And then the fan base is just going to all of a sudden go again. Oh, maybe we do need Zach. You know, maybe we do need another young piece to come in in the Zach trade, whatever it happens to be. And that's kind of like the way the fan base has flipped and flopped these last few weeks. I get it, but I think the fan base need to pick a direction what they want as well, mm. because we're now we're probably overhyping these young players, whereas before it was this team's not good enough sell yeah. the team, boycott the team, you know, and like you said, pick a lane, basically, you know, and I get it, it's frustration from the fan base, you know, because yeah. we've been just as, as frustrated, you know, we 
say a lot of stuff on here and then the next episode we're probably going back a little bit on it and maybe you know not um you know it's like p will i know you're that lone survivor on p will island <laughs> and i'm not saying i'm going back to p will island yet he's been good it's there's been flashes that yeah that's what i want to see from him but i mean was it six straight games with double figure uh, double digit points yeah. brilliant but to me, what stood out with him is he did it while defending Yanis and Zion in these last two games. And that's what people don't talk about with P-Will because they want to see him put up 15 to 20 points. And as we've, as I've always said with him is I'd rather he slowed Yanis down and obviously Zion than go out there and score 20 points. Yeah. If he can stop them scoring 30, 40 points, He's done his job that end, and that's what a lot of people won't see with him. And you just know that P. Will's going to likely be the first one that drops off out of these three players because mm. it's just what we're getting used to with P. Will. And the fan base will turn on him straight away again. <laughs> Do you mm. know what I mean? It's just. And I think that must end up having an effect on him as well. And, yeah. you know, we've seen P. Will even through Billy. He's gone from starter to sixth man to tenth man, straight back to starter. I, you know, if 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 this is the lane we're going to take with Ayo, uh, not Ayo, Kobe and P Will in the starting lineup, then just stick to it. Let them play through the mistakes. And I kind of see this season now as a development season. I didn't to start with, but throw everything we've got at developing these three players i think no mm -hmm. and just let's see what happens and if it doesn't just blow it all up at the end of the year yeah but until we try it we're not gonna know no at, at the end of the day now this the situation that we're in we're no longer competitors this season no so we may as well just look throw it against the wall and see what sticks and and at the end of the day if everything falls down onto the ground you scoop it up throw it in the bin and start again so, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else on the uh, the new Schmedium 3, Big 3, Starting 3. three. <laughs> um, no, just enjoying the games right now. Um, yeah. in, enjoying P-Will getting a bit of praise from people because, you know, I've been his defender, well, as best as I could defend him. Sometimes he left himself undefendable. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and to go slightly back on what you were saying about P-Will with the defence uh, side of things, when he first came in, in his rookie season, the thing that everybody was noting about P-Will, it wasn't his scoring, it, you know, it was his defence. The fact mm. that he was being put up against big players every night, every night he was given the best player to defend and to work on. And he was doing it and and he was holding his own and, and people from other teams, the, the players that he was defending, they, they were all coming out and saying that this, this kid has got it, this kid has got it. So that, that put the expectations through the roof, but it wasn't because of his scoring. We can see little shades of that here and there. And, and when he does attack the rim and manage to hold onto the ball, we can see it then as well. But his scoring wasn't the first noticeable thing about his game. It was his defence. And if he can get back through his defence, which most players that are defensive-minded players, that's how they get back into their game if they're going through a slump 
that's the way to unlock P Will. I think. Yeah. And just one last thing on P Will, and I've been meaning to ask you this for weeks now. Okay. Do you think that injury in was it year two? His wrist injury. Yeah. Do you think that's had an effect on him? In the in the sense that he obviously went up to slam it down. Obviously got the the, the knock from Robinson uh-huh. and then spent most of the season out with that wrist injury. Do you think obviously the character that P Will's got, the sort of introvert, the the sort of lack of confidence, that knocked him? And is that's what he's trying to get over in terms of the aggressiveness to the rim and Yeah. I think you could very well have a point. Um, and like you say, it fits with his personality type from what we can see and what we've heard about his personality type. So, yeah, it probably does make sense. And, and and I'm sure, like, I mean, he's not that old. And if he's never really had an injury before, which, again, by reading whatever you can about him, he hasn't really suffered an injury before until that injury. It, he, he probably grew up thinking, I'm the biggest guy in the room. I'm built like an absolute tank. Nothing, Nothing's really going to hurt me that way. Or he never even thought about injury. So then to be presented with what what was pretty much a season-ending injury, for the most part, it probably did knock his confidence. I'm sure it did. And like you say, that aggressiveness, I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that his attack of the rim when he goes up one-handed and he so often loses the ball, I wonder if he's doing some sort of contortion with his hand to try and protect that wrist. And that could be why he's losing his handle. I mean, when he's going up for the... I mean, look, I'm I'm speculating massively, but just trying to think of the possibilities behind that. And I think, I think you could very well have a point. So, yeah, uh, I know obviously we're conscious of the time, so move on. Mm. Obviously uh, we put out the poll for our player of the month last yes. week and it went to Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. Now we started in the Facebook group. That's how I usually get the top four or in this case it was the top two. And then yeah. eventually Ayo and Damar got a vote as well, but by that point it was too late. Um, so yeah, it was pretty much a two-horse race between Caruso and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Now we both voted Kobe, um, and nothing against AC. You know, obviously he did end up winning it, um, but the thing with uh, with Kobe is he's been there, he's been consistent. He's kind of grown into his game, yeah. And like, like I said, taking nothing away from Caruso, love we We've said the fact that he's been our best player mm-hmm. for the majority of the season is a worry in itself. Um, but you know, so we did ask Caruso for a statement, but apparently he's busy playing basketball or something. Yeah, yeah, and nursing, nursing bruises and bumps, <laughs> broken toes, and. Dislodged shoulders and stuff. So I'm sure at some point he'll he'll get back to us. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, um, just quickly on Windy City. Obviously, they played two games over the weekend, both against the Grand Rapids Gold. I think they're called. Yeah. The affiliate of Denver Nuggets that was wearing the weird tropical Flint or whatever they're called. Flint Tropics. Yeah, from the semi-pro film. Mm-hmm. Um, first game. Was a a shocker to watch on it. <laughs> uh, a one hundred three, well, one thirty four, one hundred three loss for Windy City. Um, second one the following night or the same day as it was for us. Um, one hundred two, ninety two win. Now, 
yeah, they, they were tough games to watch because there wasn't enough players that we're interested in. Right. Um, so Windy City. Yeah. Uh, Windy City do play tonight against uh, Wisconsin Head, and they have got, well, Phillips and Terry were assigned to him yesterday, so hopefully they play. Um, I won't be watching because Bulls play tomorrow night. And I'll have it on in the background at work. Yeah, you can update me then. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the one player that did stand out, Adama Sanogo. Uh, first game, 14 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal. He was 6 of 12 from the field. Second game, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, 3 blocks, and he was 6 of 12 again from the field. Um, the reason why I highlight Sanogo is because at some point I do want to see him get some minutes. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's, he's doing all right in the G. He looks like a young Drummond at times, I think, which I don't know if it would create too much chaos, but why not? You know, and as we've just said, if we're going to go down this route with the young players, we need another young big. Yeah. So why not Sonogo? Uh, yeah, and that's it. Uh, predictions next two games, because I don't know when we're going to record again. Yeah. Uh, two games that weren't originally on the schedule, but because of us been crap, we've got these nobody games to, mm-hmm. to pad out the schedule. Uh, Hornets tomorrow night at the UC. What are you saying? Well, I'm saying that I'm very glad that because we were so rubbish in the in-season tournament <laughs> that our upcoming games are against teams that were also equally rubbish in in-season tournament. <laughs> so therefore, that gives us a bit of a chance. And I, I just think if we can keep this momentum going and if this young group can keep it going the way they have been the last two games, they should roll over teams like the Hornets. Um, so, um, you know, especially with Lamelo Ball be, being out, you know, it's a, it's another broken ball. But um, with him being out, I think uh, I think we have a great, great chance of winning this game. Yeah, um, I mean, I actually, well, before on the podcast, I predicted we'd lose every game, but that was just because I was I was in the zone with all that. <laughs> now, before the Bucks game, I did change, and I said we'd take it, and Vooch would be player of the game i did then also put however realistically i think we'll lose it um but you know that started a positivity feel because then i did change my mind ahead of the pelicans game and said we'd take it by five to ten i think i said tory craig would be player of the game you know but can't get it all right so i'm gonna keep the positivity going and i say we beat hornets i'm not gonna put us like a score differential on it just yet but uh and then on i think it's friday night saturday morning for us we've got spares in Mm -hmm. san antonio our first look at wemby if he plays probably watch him cook vooch as a rookie that (laughs) the only thing is vooch is probably going to just stand in his way quite a bit so um he he could very well get called for fouling by just going over the top of him. You never know. But um, I mean, to I'm me, the way to... you, the way we deal with him is we just put Julian Phillips on him. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, he's seven foot five or whatever he is, but Julian Phillips can jump eight foot. So he can. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, so was it eight one? Wasn't it? Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. No, I, 
I'm really excited to see Wimby. I really want to see him play. I haven't really properly watched him all season, only highlights here and there. And, and to actually watch him play a full game is going to be, um, is going to be fun, I think. Um, hopefully he doesn't disappoint to the point where we get to enjoy him playing, but we still come away with the, with the W. I, I think we are going to win this one as well. Um, I'm, in, I'm in a positive frame of mind after the last two games and, and until the Bulls knock me back off that, I, I'm going to keep believing. Yeah, I'm going to stay positive and go. We'll make it a four-game win streak without Zach. Um, I said, we're going streaking. <laughs> because next week we're back to facing... Bucks, Nuggets, Heat, Heat, mm-hmm. you know, so we can get as many dubs as we can, as many feel-good dubs, however you want to word it, you know, because we're going to need them heading into the rest of this schedule now. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have. No, all good. So, yeah, like I said, don't know when we'll be back, possibly this week, probably next week, as usual. Um, but, yeah. If you've switched off from Bulls, get back to watching them. Yeah. Because it's been fun these last two games. And as usual, I've been Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And I've been Neil, and you can find me at NeilCRedUK on Twitter, which I refuse to call it X or anything else (laughs) other than Twitter. And I can't find my outro. Wing it. Put me on the hop. Here it is. Right, so I'll have to tidy that up anyway. Um, on behalf <laughs> of both Matt and myself and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. Please do subscribe, rate, and review, and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. It helps us to keep providing you with this content from us both. Do remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing. Wherever in the world you are supporting this team. And until next time, see red people and go Bulls.